When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Vasquez beat the way by Buffon, and then Ronaldo! Oh! What a goal! Cristiano Ronaldo! Messi to the near post! Messi to the net! Mamma mia! Yeah! Ronaldo Kielto now. Here's a hunter, and he'll whip it in back to the far post. Elise! It's a Honduran connection. This is Soccer Matters, brought to you by the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLaw.com. Here's Glenn Davis. All right, welcome into Soccer Matters here on the Horn in Austin, Texas. A big thank you for all of you tuning in here tonight. Hoping all of you are doing well. As always, the show is presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. It's DaspitLawAustin.com. Daspit Law Firm are personal injury attorneys led by John Daspit. Again, it's DaspitLawAustin.com, 512-865-6710, bilingual. HornFM.com for the stream and the podcasts of this show. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at GlennDavisSock, at SoccerMattersGD. And again, hoping everybody is well. All right, February 25th, home opener against St. Louis. It is getting closer and closer the return of everybody at Q2 Stadium in Austin, Texas, and the 2023 Major League Soccer season. We're going to talk about Austin FC here tonight. We'll also have a guest from San Antonio FC. He is the Defender of the Year in the USL Championship. Mitchell Tainer will join us, uh, San Antonio FC, obviously, last year. Great story, winning the USL Championship. And we'll do some international updates as well. Um, Incidentally, the new Soccer Matters trucker hat, yes, I said trucker hat, is available as well as T-shirts at LamontBrands.com. LamontBrands.com, and thanks to those that purchased uh, T-shirts as we recently made a $2,500 donation to the 501C Charity Snowdrop Foundation for pediatric uh, cancer scholarships, research, and awareness. So a big thank you uh, to those who have Bought the T-shirts, well, throughout the country, actually. All right, let's go. And let's start with Austin FC tonight. It's a great time for all of us as as fans and outsiders uh, to look at preseason, look for little nuggets or little signs of potential signings or changes in tactics. And frankly, we got to be very careful, uh, but it is a fun exercise. Let's not downplay that. It is a fun exercise for a lot of us. But preseason is preseason, having gone through a bunch of them. And there's a lot of things that are going on from the standpoint of a coach and a coaching staff, uh, whether it's from team building to tactics to uh, assessment. There's just so much going on. And that's even after the success of last year, where, by the way, this was a Western Conference finalist team. Now, there is a very nice ring to that. There is also a very high high bar to that. And this is also going to be a season where you're going to have additional games. 
with League's Cup and CONCACAF. With success comes additional competition, and that can be a challenge for teams in MLS. And it's the first time Austin FC is going to go through this. So depth is going to be a very, very important piece of the upcoming year. I'm not saying anything that any of you don't already know. So, okay, so let's start with Austin FC. Um, preseason games to come, Louisville, Sacramento Republic. Uh, then we got Inter-Miami February 18th. That's one that close to your opener on the 25th against St. Louis. You will get in front of a live audience, in front of fans, um, and that'll be an important match so close to the start of the season. And as you get closer, as you look at lineups, you'll see things that are going to look closer to what it's going to be on the 25th. But but you do bring a question up in this league. Is there such a thing as a starting lineup? And the answer to that really is kind of yes and no. Yeah, you can say this is your best 11, you think. You have to factor in the opponent, the tactics, the type of team you're playing against. Um, but the fact of the matter is there's a lot of parts that sometimes are interchangeable on teams. So a best starting lineup? That's a good question. Closer and closer, we get to the start of the MLS season. Now, preseason continues. Josh Wolf and his staff are weaving in new players. They're looking for chemistry and apparently adding some new facets to the team. What those exactly are, that's up for debate. And what type of wrinkles and tactical nuances uh, that might be added to the team. It's going to be interesting. Sometimes those are dictated by the tendencies of the turnover of a roster and the individual talents of players as well. Um, but year two for Josh and Austin FC was excellent. Uh, he was recently talking to the striker, and as a part of a quote, he said, quote, rearrange our structure based on what the opponent is trying to achieve. What I'm hearing there is, is that year three now, maybe the focus becomes a little bit more on how do we adjust tactically to the opponent after we've laid down a lot of really good principles of play that basically last year showed us a real game model and a real purpose of play. I mean, this was a team that had uh, a very obvious pattern of play. Uh, it wasn't a scramble uh, like some teams in MLS looked. Um, this had a purpose of play. You could see it. So that's an interesting one. Will this be a team that now may adapt a little bit more to opponents next year as opposed to, you know, in year two, really focusing on laying down their principles and how they wanted to play against teams. Um, so that, again, may be a move to Austin FC and Wolf moving to do more in reaction to opponents' tactics. And this is uh, not a bad thing. I think this is a really interesting thing to hear from a coach. Uh, Hector Jimenez also hinted at subtle changes. And again, it'll be interesting to see them play. Uh, I don't know how much different it's going to look than last year. I don't think it'll be a lot. I think it'll be subtle things. You might have to look deep for them. Will Brune, the former Dynamo and Seattle Sounder, is in camp. And let me tell you, he proved to be a very, very valuable backup 
striker in Seattle. We know that. Scored some vital goals for them. Uh, came in at times when that club had some injury crisis, and injuries generally a part of every season. So Will Bruin is a guy, having watched him as a rookie come into the league from Indiana in Houston, um, look, there's no doubt he's going to be able to fit into a roster from the standpoint of character, compatibility, tremendous young man. Uh, now it's up to Josh Wolf to determine if he can provide the depth and the type of game that fits in with his system. He's a selfless kind of player, Will Brune. Uh, Musa Jite off on loan to France in League One. Jazzy's artist, Maxi Arruti. Uh, very much excellent system fits for Josh Wolf. And of course, Josh has tremendous knowledge of Jazzy's artists. Um, both are guys that can come back to the ball, pull center backs out of position, creates space for others and others to hit diagonal runs in a, in, into space. Uh, so they're space creators. So there's a lot of familiarity there. And I wouldn't be surprised if Will Bruin was signed. Um, Josh Wolf has also talked about working on getting back behind the ball, which that makes sense for this team because it does take risk. It does commit players forward. Um, I think that's why we love watching them, right? I think they're one of the best watches in MLS, whether I was doing a radio show in Austin or not. Austin FC would be one of the teams clearly each and every weekend. I'm looking at the schedule. I want to watch them play uh, because they're a fun team to watch. That adds to it. Um, so getting behind the ball was another thing that was mentioned. And, you know, how much of that you have to do really depends on how well your press works, what your tactics are going into the game. But rest assured, there are many times throughout a game that the simple commitment, the, the switching on of the brain and transition to get behind the ball is vital, that commitment, that mentality. So I don't know if that's something that's being worked on a little bit more. But there are a couple of really interesting things to think about. Here's a here's my top three right here, right now, off the top of my head. Uh, I'm going to go with number one, depth. And handling the additional Leagues Cup matches, CONCACAF, if players are going to co come through, if players are going to continue to grow, the likes of the Danny Pereiras, the Owen Wolfs, um, who to me show so much promise. Uh, will they continue to grow? And then will your... You know, your money players, the guys that you know each and every year, uh, you know, is Diego Fagundes going to continue to play as well as he has from a consistency standpoint? Sebastian Driussi, there's nothing to tell you that they won't, but things do change at certain times in players' careers. Number two, new finished center back, Leo Vassinen. Can he live up to the loss of Ruben Gabrielson at center back. I, I thought Gabrielson was a heck of a signing, brought a wonderful calm and air to the back, um, a very quiet intimidator, excellent compliment to the passionate play, and on the edge, almost reckless play of Julio Cascante. Leo Vassin in a 25, uh, he's got to come in, he's got to be the settler, I think, for Julio Cascante, uh, who, by the way, creates so much havoc on, on, on corners and set pieces. Cascante, you got to really give it to him. And I, I love the 100% fight and determination that man brings to the center back position. There's some old school there that I like 
about Julio Cascante. And then number three is an obvious one, Sebastian Driussi. Um, we saw him dip his toes into the water of MLS when he came. Summer transfer window last year. Just an amazing watch. What an amazing athlete for Austin to have. The things he does on the field, the thought process, the two-way nature of his game, his distribution, his ability to turn himself into a center forward and morph into different players in different thirds of the field. Absolutely fantastic. Love watching this guy play. But year two, he's going to be targeted. And he's got to be protected. Uh, he is your gem. He is your asset. He is your play creator. He's your goal scorer. Sebastian Driussi, big circle again on him going into next year. And nothing tells me that he's not going to have an equally good season. All right, that's uh, segment number one. We're going to come back with international talk. Segment number two coming up again, as uh, promised. Uh, we will also have Mitchell Tainer, the USL Defender of the Year of uh, San Antonio FC on. And by the way, before he comes on tonight, that is an interview. If you're a young player and you're ambitious and you want to be a professional soccer player one day, listen closely to this interview with Mitchell Tainter. I think it is a really, really good one. There's some really good messages in there. All right, John Daspit, DaspitLawAustin.com, presenting sponsors of this show, 512-865-6710, 512-865-6710. John and his firm, personal injury attorneys, They'll handle your case, boat, motorcycle. Maybe you drive an 18-wheeler. Um, you might work construction. You need representation sometimes. If you do, you call the Daspit Law Firm. They're the best. DaspitLawAustin.com, 512-865-6710. Nobody wants to get in any type of an accident, but when we do, it's nervy. Uh, there may be injury, may even be death. You need support. You need the best when it comes to a personal injury attorney. There is none better. DaspitLawAustin.com. All right, we'll take a break here on the horn. Uh, reminder, hit us up on Twitter, at GlennDavisSock, at SoccerMattersGD. Same thing on Instagram. And for your trucker hats, Soccer Matters, and T-shirts, it is LamontBrands.com. All the proceeds to the 501C charity, the Snowdrop Foundation. All right, we'll take a break. More to come. International football talk is next. All right. Welcome back to the horn here in Austin, Texas, as we continue on with soccer matters here on the horn and uh, always presented by John Daspit and the Daspit law firm, DaspitLawAustin.com. John and his firm. Just let me remind you, personal injury attorneys, they'll take your case. They'll work for you 24, seven nights and weekends. Look, nobody wants to get in any type of an accident, but if you do, uh, you want to hire the best, the best is the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com. So it might be a car, boat, motorcycle accident. You may do construction. You may drive an 18-wheeler. The Daspit Law Firm's there for you. You need the best in representation. You can give them a call at 512-865-6710, 512-865-6710. I will remind you they are bilingual. It is DaspitLawAustin.com. And I'm always appreciative of John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm because they are getting football talk on the airwaves for us. We can talk about Austin FC, and like this segment, we're going to talk some international soccer. All right, so let's get to some of that international soccer talk ahead of the weekend. Now, here are a few matches that I think you want to keep an eye on this weekend, starting with the Premier League and top of the table Arsenal. 
you know, each and every week, I think there's a, a, a portion of fans out there going, OK, at what point is the swoon, the drop uh, going to occur for Arsenal? Um, they will be at the Emirates against upstart Brentford, um, who are getting it done. And by the way, they're in seventh place in the Premier League table. And I think there's a really interesting area to look at. Look at the Premier League table and focus on position number six, seven, and eight with Brighton, Brentford, and Fulham. Fulham and Tim Ream, by the way, locking down those spots ahead of big spenders like Chelsea and Liverpool. It's pretty remarkable. And we need to take a deeper dive in the future into how Brighton, Brentford, and Fulham are getting it done. But it certainly is collective efforts at all those places and uh, managers that are making it happen with players. And I don't know if I don't know if we'd say they're overachieving, but they are getting the best out of their assets. Now, also on Saturday, the FIFA Club World Cup final in Morocco between Real Madrid and Al Hilal from Saudi Arabia. So that's one to keep an eye on. We were really hoping that the Seattle Sounders could wave the flag of Major League Soccer in advance and get that semifinal against Real Madrid. They didn't. Real Madrid beat Al Ali. And, of course, Al-Hilal knocked off uh, Flamengo, which was a big one, uh, from Brazil. Tigres playing host to Pumas. And Club American Nicaxa would be the matches I'm looking at in Liga MX play on Saturday. Now, we go on to Sunday in Leeds. After drawing 2-2 at Old Trafford, they're going to get Manchester United at home. So this is, this is pretty interesting in a span of five days back-to-back. And that is a huge, huge rivalry. Um, it may be lessened a little bit. Uh, in the eyes of those in the public after Leeds dropping down to the championship. But now that they're back in the Premier League, um, this is a historic rivalry. It goes back so long and so many years. That is one to keep an eye on at Elland Road. Now, how about how well Tyler Adams and Weston McKenney played at Old Trafford? Uh, Brendan Aronson played in that game as well. Uh, that 2-2 draw at Old Trafford, I thought Weston McKinney and Tyler Adams were outstanding. They both had to play a large portion of the game, about 30 minutes on yellow cards. Um, But, man, they controlled that midfield. Now, without Casemiro and Erickson for Manchester United, maybe the job was a little bit easier. But we're not going to take anything away from Adams and McKinney. And McKinney obviously came on loan to Leeds from Juventus. Um, so they went up against Fred and uh, Sabitzer, and I thought were excellent. Now, Manchester United in this game got hit inside the first minute of the game for a goal and right at the beginning of the second half. They did have a great comeback against Leeds. Some might say they could have won it. But it was interesting because Eric Ten Hag, who I'm a big fan of and how he's changed things, started Rashford on the right side and Garnacho on the left uh, I think it dulled the sword of Rashford. Garnacho, I think, uh, as a young player, had a tough game. Um, but the real shining star here is Jaden Sancho. Now, remember, Eric Ten Hag sent Jaden Sancho to the island of Misfit Toys for some tough love. Basically, just extracted him from the team, said mentally he wasn't there, performance-wise he wasn't there. Well, Jaden Sancho came back in this game. He looked excellent. In the distribution category, scored one of the goals, uh, the tying goal. Excuse me. So very good work from a coach there to really send kind of a warning shot to to, to Jaden Sancho. And Sancho played one of the best big games I've seen. And again, 
his distribution uh, to me was exceptional. All right, let's go on to now Manchester City in turmoil with Pep Guardiola taking on Austin Villa at the Etihad. That's going to be on Sunday. Guardiola and the club have been very defiant, standing up to the 101 charges of breach of financial regulations, saying, uh, this is Guardiola quoted, my thought is that we have already been condemned. We are lucky to live in a society where you're innocent until proven guilty. People say we are already guilty. I think we have good lawyers, but the Premier League, supported by 19 teams, are going to take good lawyers too. If we are innocent, we will accept what the judge or Premier League decide. But what happens if it's the same as UEFA? We are innocent. What happens to restore our damage, our reputation? Now, I think we all know this is going to take years before a judgment is weighed, but Guardiola has pledged his future to Manchester City in a recent press conference. Now, they come off a one nothing loss at home to Spurs. Sorry, on the road at Spurs. And I think it's very interesting here uh, from a number of perspectives. Before we get into the game, Harry Kane scored his record-setting 267th goal. And before we get into the professionalism, just the outstanding quality of what Kane represents from a playing standpoint and the respect that he gives the game, let me tell you who Jimmy Greaves was, the man whose record was broken. Now, if you're a Spurs fan, you know who uh, exactly I'm talking to. If you're a new Spurs fan, you might not. Jimmy Greaves was a legend regarded as one of the greatest strikers ever produced in England. He passed away in 2021 at the age of 81. 57 appearances for England, scoring a remarkable 44 times. Now, that ranks among the top five in England history when it comes to goal scores. It included six hat tricks. Now, remember, Greaves is playing at a time where national team call-ups were limited with, with less competitive games on the docket back in that era. At Spurs, he played from 1961 to 1970. He scored 266 goals. He was signed by the manager, Bill Nicholson, at the time in 61 as the first 100,000-pound player in British football. So think about that. He played with legendary Spurs names like Danny Blanchflower, Dave Mackay, Alan Gilzine. Prior to that, because he is very much associated with Spurs, but prior to that, we got to remember he played at Chelsea 157 times, scoring 124 goals. Again, a remarkable uh, take. Played in the 62 and 66 World Cups. In 66, he lost his place as the first-team striker to Jeff Hurst. And if we all remember, that was the lone World Cup win by England in 66 over West Germany, 4-2, to two, and Jeff Hurst hit for a legendary hat trick. Reeves now, going back to him, was the top goal scorer. He is the top goal scorer in the history of the Premier League in Division I football in England with 357 goals. Take a bite out of that. Leading goal scorer in the history of the Premier League and Division I combined. Okay? Followed by Dixie Dean of Everton, Gordon Hodgson of Leeds, who many may not know. But this name you will know. Number four, a contemporary is Alan Shearer of Southampton, Newcastle, and Blackburn. By the way, if you are a Spurs fan or a new first Spurs fan, and you've never read the book called The Glory Game by a great writer named Hunter Davies, uh, I, I highly suggest it. The Glory Game by Hunter Davies. I'm sure you can get it easily on the Internet. It's a great read. It puts into context the history 
uh, of the club. And, and that's a great context to have with, you know, the current game and the current Tottenham Hotspur. So fantastic stuff there. Now back to Harry Kane. I'm just wondering, um, does the fact now that he becomes the leading goal scorer in the history of Tottenham Hotspur over Jimmy Greaves, does this now become a bit of a ball and chain and prey on the mind of Harry Kane? Because ultimately you want to win trophies. Um, there are a number of clubs that have been in for him. City, United have been mentioned, obviously, overseas in Spain and in uh, other leagues outside of the Premier League. But is this become a ball and chain to Harry Kane? Because of the loyalty the fans have shown him, the loyalty he's shown the club. Does this make him a, a lifer at Spurs now? Or does he take a bold decision? defy the fan base and move on to another club. It's hard to tell what's going to happen there, but that's one to really, really keep an eye on. Now, speaking of Spurs and that win over Man City, I, I, a couple of really interesting things before we hit a break here. I just thought that, uh, number one, uh, City made a number of changes. De Bruyne didn't start. Uh, Foden was sick. But City was not able to play through the pressure. And with everything swirling around here with these accusations of financial impropriety, Cancelo loaned to Bayern, um, there's a lot swirling around Manchester City. Uh, there was a great matchup in that game with Emerson Royale and Grealish. I just thought it was so much fun to watch these guys going at it. and It kind of became a game within the game. And then De Bruyne came on, and instantly City became more dangerous. But I thought there was a real confidence from Spurs, and they recognized that there was a hesitancy in Man City and, 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 and a lack of uh, quickness in circulating the ball that's normally there for them. So they decided to start pressing higher. Now, whether that was a plan before the game, uh, noticing that City might not be sharp, uh, but Spurs, fully confident, went into a pressing game, and I, I thought that was really, really interesting to see, and that's how they got their game-winning goal. All right, uh, let's take a break. we got more to come here. It is Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas, presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com. They are bilingual. You give them a call at 512-865-6710. John and his firm, personal injury attorneys, DaspitLawAustin.com, 512-865-6710. You get in an accident, car, boat, motorcycle. Maybe you work construction. Maybe you drive an 18-wheeler. You need the best in representation. You're going to get it with DaspitLawAustin. DaspitLawAustin.com, 512-865-6710. They are the presenting sponsors of Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas. By the way, always get the podcasts of this show at hornfm.com. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Davis Sock. You want to find out a little bit more about the host of this show, you go to glendavissoccer.com. Uh, we will take a break, and we will come back, and we will bring you more of the best in soccer talk. Coming up next is uh, San Antonio FC USL Defender of the Year, in the USL Championship, he is Mitchell Trainer coming up next.
All right, final segment of the night here tonight on the Horn in Austin, Texas, as we continue on. Everybody knows of the great season last year San Antonio FC had, winning the league title in the USL Championship. This interview is brought to you by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. It's DaspitLawAustin.com. You give them a call at 512-865-6710. John and his firm, personal injury attorneys, they will handle your case Pleased to have on. Uh, he was a USL first team all league last year. Also the USL defender of the year. Incredible year he had in 2022, as did San Antonio FC winning the title. He is Mitchell Tainer. He joins us now. Mitchell, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. All right. So first thing I'm going to say is I'm not sure all San Antonio FC fans know this, but you come from pretty big lineage when it comes to soccer in Connecticut and the Northeast with the Maroney family. Uh, Joe Maroney was the coach of UConn. Your mother uh, played at UConn as a player. Uh, her brothers, Bill and Joe Jr., also uh, players at UConn, also played in the pros. Um, talk a little bit about the Maroney legacy here before we get into anything else. Yeah, I mean, I'm from uh, I'm from Storrs, Connecticut. It's a small town up in Connecticut, right where the university is. Um, back when my grandfather got the job, uh, you know, it was obviously still a really small town, but he he provided a really good foundation for youth soccer in the country. And a lot of the growth, I, I think, is credited to him and kind of what he did with his, his youth program there and within within the University of Connecticut. And uh, I was I was pretty blessed to, to be born into that family with all the soccer knowledge they had and kind of soaked it all up. And here I am. Yeah. By the way, mom gave you a few tips. You told me before this interview. She did. Yeah. You know, when I, when I played well, it was great. And when I didn't play well, she, she let me know what I needed to work on and, you know, wasn't happy with some performances, but uh, no, it, it was a blessing to grow up in that environment and, you know, ultimately helped me get to, to where I am right now. Talking to Mitchell Tainer, defender for San Antonio FC. We're going to get into the upcoming season here in a minute, but you then went to Rutgers university, also a very strong program, noted program in New Jersey. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it was great. Uh, the coach there was Dan Donegan. He was the biggest player of the decade. Uh, it was either in the, the 80s or the 90s. I'm not sure which one. So if he's listening to this, sorry to, to date you, coach. Um, but he played for my grandfather at the University of Connecticut. So that was the connection there. Um, and, you know, I wanted to stay in the Northeast. I wanted my family to see me play. Uh, Rutgers was a, a, a great program, great facilities. Uh, and it was a really good place for me to grow. Um, you know, when I First went into Rutgers. I think we had the number five recruiting class in the country and played with a lot of a lot of great players in the New Jersey area, which is a, a hotbed for for U.S. soccer. You know, for the last 30, 40 years. So it, it was a really great experience. And then uh, you know I got drafted and moved around quite a bit and found a home in San Antonio. USL champions last year uh, of the championship. I mean, a remarkable season, a remarkable way to finish, a remarkable game at your home stadium in front of your your home fans. Uh, I know you have to move on, but just just talk about that from the perspective of your career and the platform that it's taken, the rise that it's had as a 28-year-old man now in Defender. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people can get caught up in what's next in their career. And I, I was guilty of it, too. I got drafted in the third round to Toronto, spent a lot of my time in the second team there, you know, trained with the first team quite a bit, but never ultimately signed a first team contract with them. Uh, I went to Sacramento and then, you know, kind of the funny how, how the sport works, but I got called back on loan to Toronto for a game. It was against Houston, actually. Did well, scored. Um, and that, that was my only appearance in MLS. Um, and I think right now, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> about surrounding yourself with people who have the same vision, staying, staying in the present, focused on the present. 
Um, and to be able to do that in San Antonio, I really feel like I, I found a home here. I'm surrounded by a coach who really believes in me, lets me express who I am on the field. Uh, and, you know, he's taken my strengths and made them that much better and taken my weaknesses and make, made them better as well. So it's a huge credit to everyone. And it was an unbelievable year last year. Um, you know, we got to kind of wipe the slate clean now. Uh, we had a long off season to appreciate what we did, uh, but now it's on to 2023 and, and hopefully doing it all again. And that's the aforementioned Alan Marcina, who led San Antonio FC to the title. Okay, you, you, you teased us a little bit in that answer with uh, my next question, and that is the difference in how you see the game now as a 28-year-old as opposed to a 22-year-old rookie with Toronto FC. Yeah, um, you know, when, when you're in college and you're a kid, you want to play at the highest level possible. You want to play in MLS. You want to go to Europe. And I think it's easy to get lost in that that mindset and not – really kind of be bought into where you're at in the moment because you're not satisfied with where you are, which, which is great. That's why I am where I am. That's why I've had the success that I've had. But at the same time, I do think it, it can hold you back. And I think it's helped me back a little bit. Um, so going into that sort of mentality, when when you you find yourself in a situation where, like I said, you have a coach who believes in you and, and all, the, all these other aspects, it, it, that's when you see the real growth in yourself as a person on the field and off the field. I feel like I've really grown a lot. I have a a coach who, who helps me off the field has helped me grown, um, you know, really mature. And so I, I just think that mental part of him staying focused is, is really a big part of, you know, a player's success. Mitchell Tanner joining us, San Antonio FC defender. Specifically when, when looking now as a 28-year-old at the way you play your position, your overall understanding of it now, how is that different? I, I would think you're better at your craft now simply because of experience and, and the path that you've taken. Yeah. Uh, so the way that we play in San Antonio is quite different than, you know, every other club that I've played at, you know, you you're in positions where you're pretty vulnerable, you know, you're, you're one V one a lot. You it's, if you make a mistake, it's pretty glaring. Um, so being in that sort of situation, it's made me a much better defender uh, defend first, play on the ball second. And I think with other other teams that I've been at, it's mostly been, oh, let's let's connect our passes. And, you know, once we keep the ball, hopefully you want to defend a lot. But here, Allen has really taught me how to be a defender. Uh, and, and I've learned to love it. I grew up playing playing striker and center mid. And I even tell Allen all the time, I say, hey, man, you know, I, I can still play, play the 10 if you want me up there, go run around. But he's having none of that. But uh, no, <laughs> playing here has really made me love my position, uh, take a lot of pride in it. Um, and I, I think that was a big part of my development as well. Cause I never really fully bought into being a center back, but coming here, I love it. Um, you know, we, we were winning a lot last year, so that, that obviously makes everything more enjoyable, but I think that's really helping my growth as well as really loving the position and, and learning. Winning that title last year. Do you, do you feel like it's expanded the reach of potential new fans and unique fans that hadn't been coming to games before? Do you get that sense? Cause you're on yeah. the ground in San Antonio. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to Toyota Field, but it's a I have. First, I have. first class facility, amazing Love atmosphere. It. It's an unbelievable city to be in. You know, you have a big Spanish influence. You have, you know, a lot of different cultures coming together. We have the Spurs and the backing of the Spurs ownership group, which is amazing. So a lot of the fans from the Spurs are now crossing over into SCFC. And, you know, when you win, it's a lot more fun for fans to get behind their local team. And, you know, we saw that last year and especially during playoffs. I mean, it's an unbelievable atmosphere. It's nothing like I've ever experienced before. So, you know, I hope everyone, you know, can get behind the team again this year from the jump and, and, you know, have that atmosphere throughout the year. Sustainability. You mentioned that before. 
it's a little bit more difficult in USL because there is a lot of roster turnover, right? Um, and, and you got new faces coming in like in any season. Um, what's it going to take now? I mean, uh, because the turnover's pretty large. Uh, you're going to be one of the big leaders. You're the USL defender of the year. Um, what's it going to take? And, you know, like you said, how much have you really swept last year behind you? I mean, I, I'm obviously incredibly happy still that we've won, but at the same time, we're in preseason now. So, you know, as hard as it is to, you know, really put that in the rear view, cause that'll be something with you forever. Uh, the goal of myself and of the club was not just to win one championship. So now it's about focusing on this season, kind of rewiring our, our mindsets and our new motivations. We have, I think, it was nine of the 11 starters from last year returning, which, which is huge for, for any success of a club long-term. Uh, but now the target's on our back, you know, everyone knows what we're about. So it's about staying even keeled, you know, being mentality monsters, like, like we talked about uh, throughout all of last year. And that's kind of how I live my life now. I'd say a lot of other guys do as well. It's about integrating the new guys on the team. who are going to have, you know, a boatload of talent, a lot of energy guys who want to win. Um, and they're really good people. So I think it's just about, staying consistent with what we did last year, keeping that same mentality. Each game is a new season um, and attacking every game like like it's going to be the last one. And, you know, if we do that, I think the sky's the limit for the team. Notice some new signings, Nico Hansen, Kamarni Smith. Uh, these are all guys that um, I'm assuming you're going to help integrate into the team and, and get them to buy into kind of that San Antonio uh, mentality monster. That was the moniker that Alan Marcina um, coined, right? Yeah, yeah. At the beginning of the year, he talked about Jurgen Klopp and how, how he used the phrase. Uh, and at first, you know, you never know if something's going to stick within a team when a coach says something. But, you know, it, it stuck with us. It resonated with us. You know, Alan talks a lot about, you know, you can make someone the best, spend time making them the best dribbler in the league, the best passer. But the most powerful thing you can make them is the strongest mental component that they have. Um, it, it's not easy playing in the U.S. You know, Pep Guardiola said it the other day, four hours to London is a lot for him. So it's a lot of mental strength traveling from here to Sacramento, back to RGV, down to San Diego. It takes a lot. So, you know, kind of riding those waves and, and attacking each one, each, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought, attacking each uh, obstacle uh, with the best mindset that you can and overcoming that, it makes you stronger and it, and it brings the team together and, um, you know, leads to success within the group. Mitchell Tanner joining us, San Antonio FC defender, I've had a lot of uh, connection to San Antonio back to the Scorpions when they won the title. And of course the Crocketeers and all our good friends there, James Hope. Uh, I, I mean, for, for that fan base who started so earlier and those guys and, and gals that have been around the team that long, I mean, this, this was, this was something incredibly special. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, after the game, people were crying. It was, uh, I was crying too, you know, right after the final whistle, I went up to see my family in the stands and, Give them a big hug and just the outpouring support that we got from from the diehard fans, the people who just came to the final. And I'll be in the grocery store and people were like, man, I was at the final. We just got season tickets. It's it's amazing. And I think part of our job, you know, as SAFC athletes is to help build the sport in San Antonio because, it, you know, it's a, it's a big city. It's a big soccer city. Uh, and, you know, us having success on the field and, you know, how emotionally invested our fans are. It, it only sparks that even more for the younger generation. And it, it was just an amazing atmosphere for the fans. They've waited a long time for that. It was seven years. Um, and it, it was just amazing for all parties. You're a fun guy to follow on social media. I mean, I, I don't think there's any question. And one of the little monikers underneath your name, it says bet on yourself. And I'm assuming that's based on the way your career is kind of taking its arc. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've been overlooked time and time again in my career. You know, I obviously think, you know, I have the quality to play in MLS and other leagues, and it just hasn't happened. And um, when I got the opportunity to go on loan to San Antonio in, in 2021, that, that was kind of difficult for me. I, I just got engaged. My fiance was from Sacramento. She stayed in Sacramento with me, and, you know, she fully supports me and said, go do it. So I needed to bet on myself there. I was taking a huge risk and that's kind of how I've lived my life. You know, I, you dream big, dare to fail, always bet on yourself. You know, you, you got to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to lose in order to win. And, you know, that was something that I thought about before every game and uh, it's made a huge, huge impact on my life. Great, uh, great message to young youth soccer players as well. You just gave there. And, and by the way, um, you got married. So uh, tell Thank us a little you. bit about that and how that changes your perspective on life. Yeah, I mean, I met my wife in 2018 uh, in Sacramento. I met her after a game one time in the stands. One one of her friends was dating one of my teammates we met. Um, and then uh, 2019, we were dating. And um, at the end of 2020, uh, we got engaged in New York. I actually lost the ring in transit to New York City. Um, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was not good. It was lost for 24 hours in New York city and eventually found its way back to me. So it was meant to be, but wow. she's an, an amazing support system for me. Um, you know, I, I'm not where I am without her support. And, you know, I, I tell her all the time and tell other people it's not only is she supporting my dream and being a professional footballer, she's chasing it with me. She's moved with me to San Antonio, uprooted her life, made a bunch of changes. So I owe it to her to be successful and to to make the best life I can for me and and, and her and our, our future family. What's your wife's name, Mitchell? Amanda. Okay, we just want to make sure Amanda got the due props here. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, you're going to be playing each Eastern Conference team for the first time in history. This is an interesting part of the upcoming season. March 11, the opener against the Oakland Roots. There's a couple of things for San Antonio FC fans that they already know. You can get tickets at San Antonio FC. Uh, dot com. Just just a word on what Alan Marcina has meant to you before I let you go. He he's saved my not only my career but I think my life. You know, I, I devote a lot to to my my craft and to be able to have the success that I've had has been a great dream come true. And it, it wouldn't be possible without Alan. Um, I came to San Antonio in 2020. We had an abbreviated season because of COVID. Then I re-signed in Sacramento. Got loaned back here for six months. And, you know, I was talking to my wife and talking to my mom saying, man, like, I, I really want to know how good I can be playing with Alan or under Alan for an entire year. And I believe in him just as much as he believes in me. And like I said before, he, he allows me to express myself, allows me to be who I am on the field. He has his full, full confidence in me, full trust in me as I do with him. And I think that's why we've had such a good relationship is where, we're cut from the same cloth. Uh, we're different in a lot of ways, but very similar personalities, mindset. Um, and, and I think that's why I've had all the success I've had. I don't think I would be nearly the player I am today or, or have any of the accolades or want a trophy or anything without him. So he, he's been a godsend to me and he's got my loyalty, my love. And, uh, you know, it's been amazing playing for him. Is his influence more from the mental standpoint, from the tactical standpoint, a combination? How does that work? Oh, it's both. I mean, there's no coach more prepared than Alan. I mean, we do a ton of video. We He's very explicit in what, what he expects from you. Everyone knows their role. Um, we're a very well-organized team. Um, so tactically, he's second to none. And I think mentally as well, he, he's rewired. I, if you ask anyone else on the team, he's rewired us mentally, uh, made us the, the mental monsters that we are, um, and, and is shaping who we are and you know how we're going to be for, for quite a long time. 
Mitchell, thank you so much for coming on. Best of luck in the opener on March 11th against the Oakland Roots. Congratulations on last year's championship and all the great things happening in your career. This has been a fun interview. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Glenn. Appreciate it. All right, Mitchell Tainer, that's a great way to end it tonight here on the Horn in Austin, Texas. DaspitLawAustin.com, our presenting sponsors, 512-865-6710, 512-865-6710. Remember, they are getting soccer talk on the airwaves. So you remember DaspitLawAustin.com, podcast of this show at HornFM.com. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Davis Sock at Soccer Matters GD. Until next week, remember, soccer matters.